Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Teaser Sports Podcast, season 2. I'm here with BD Betts, uh, this is Patty Picks, and we're ready to dive into some week 7 NFL lines and make the buy some money. Missing Northy P for another week, but we'll have his plays later on and we're ready to go. Yep, we're missing Nordsy. Still away. You know, missing him like hell right now, but we're gonna battle through and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give up some winners this week. But first we'll go over last week. Um personally it was uh it was basically the podcast picks I gave out <coughs> were uh basically even. It was I was two and two for negative point zero one units, so Lost a tenth of a unit. Um, not a good week. Not a bad week. Uh, some takeaways for sure. I had Vikings Bucks money line parlay three units, which lost the uh, the Bucks loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but unfortunately, that that rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Commanders on Thursday they got it done. That was an ugly game. Uh, the Bengals ended up getting it done. That was sweaty. And the Chiefs had a one unit play on them at plus money. Uh, you know that that's still that one unit play. I'll still take that every time. Yeah, they had chances to win that. Ball yeah, game. they they definitely had their chances to win. So I don't regret that pick. Uh, how'd you do? Uh, not a great week. Went one and two for minus two point two units. Um, Curtis Samuel is a pretty big letdown on Thursday night football. He caught only two balls. I think he had the over four and a half. But in hindsight, probably shouldn't have taken any passing overs with Wentz's injury. They really didn't throw the ball a whole lot. Um, Cash Mooney's over in that same game, but. My sole Sunday play saw the Browns get smoked by Zappy and the Patriots. So, a couple really bad L's, but yeah, the Patriots, uh, Patriots kind of looking like a wagon. Uh, yeah, I don't they know. They did this like, last year too. They had that like few game span where they were like, whoa. Like at one point, they were competing with the Bills for the division. At one point, they were considered like a contender, I think, for yeah. when they went on like a three or four game just heater. And then they slowed down. Again, you know, you, you can only rely on your defense so much. But, I mean, Zappies look good. Their offense has been playing well, too. Yeah, they they did look good. The Browns laid a bit of an egg, but... Yeah, the Browns did. That was surprising. I I, uh, I definitely didn't expect that. Yep, you learn from it. Move on. Is that, uh, is that all you had last week? Yep, just the three picks. Ready to move on to week seven. Well, speaking of week seven, actually. Well, well speaking of week six. We're going we're gonna to go back and talk about a couple of these games. We'll talk about the Thursday nighter first because, I mean, the Thursday nighter, it's uh, they're never entertaining, but they always give you something to talk about, that's for sure. A lot of the primetime games seem to have been a bit of a letdown, but especially yeah. the Thursday nighters. Primetime, I mean, the Monday nighters haven't been great <laughs> well, either. You see Denver on like half the primetime game, so it doesn't help, but yeah, we got to get on that. topic with Washington Chicago. That game, if we only watched really like the second half and it felt like it dragged on i don't know about you like it was uh it was a hard game to watch i really like have a hard time believing the commanders would have scored a tutter without that um muff punt like it was another game oh my god like, yeah that was touchdowns were very hard to come by like there was almost a point where there was like two consecutive thursday night footballs with no touchdowns yeah there was uh i think it was like six quarters or something without a touchdown on a Thursday night. So, you know, Amazon Prime's Amazon's money is really, <laughs> really not looking good. Yeah, they've they're giving spent them the juicy like matches. how many billions did they spend just to get the Thursday nighter? I think it was five and a half. But like, like it's don't too much money. A yeah. lot of money. Um yeah, and then we had uh the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cannot say I expected <laughs> that one at all. 
that and because the Bucks, um, I guess they won the week before they lost the week before the Chiefs. It was just it wasn't a must win for the Bucks, but like that's a game that you just have like you got to win those if you if you want to give give yourself a good chance in the playoffs. Do you know who calls the plays in Tampa? Like I want to say it's, it's their uh, yeah it's left foot yeah yeah they run the ball on first down legitimately every time with fucking Leo Fournette who looks like he's got it's, lead attached to his feet when he's running the ball sometimes. If it's, you're lucky, it's second and eight. Like and they're just playing behind the chains. Yeah. You have one of like. A ton of weapons against a depleted secondary. I just don't get it. Like I didn't. I didn't understand the play calling either. Like I mean, like you said, Pittsburgh's secondary was riddled. They also don't have they, the, they're their missing, best pass rusher. They don't have TJ Watt. Like, they're missing their top three corners and Minka Fitzpatrick. And I'm pretty sure they lost a corner during the game. So like they could have had me, you, and Norton out there, and it didn't matter. They, it didn't matter because the D line was the getting gut, the stops, like, and then they were forcing the third and longs every time. It was a joke. It was extremely frustrating. And then you had Trubisky, like third and twelve, just oh hit Claypool repeatedly. End of that but. game. I'm sure nobody watched this game that's listening because <laughs> it was a terrible game. But Trubisky at the end of this game, you would have thought the guy was like 1962 Joe Namath, like on the run, just making crazy <laughs> throws. Like it didn't even make sense on third and fifteen converting them. Anyways, yeah, that was a frustrating Alex three unit parlay there. Did not expect that to go. Obviously, in hindsight, would have just liked to take the Vikings spread, but. Just can't predict Pittsburgh losing there. I can't, anyways. Vikings game was a little like not really. It was a slow start, out, but the Vikings let them hang around for quite oh, yeah. a while. It was it a was slow start, like, man. They it was concerning that they wouldn't just go. They didn't want a two-score lead. It seemed it was Miami should have. Miami while. definitely should have scored first. They bit themselves in the foot at the beginning of the game and took penalties and end up ruining their drive but it was and then vikings couldn't move the ball to start that was a sweat for for a little bit and then they figured it out at the end there but then we have uh the chiefs and the bills that was a that was a good game it wasn't the high scoring game that everybody expected but it, it was a good game it was a good game like they contained a lot of the big plays which made both quarterbacks check the ball down and yeah there was no down, long plays at all i mean for either team really the longest play of the game was i don't even think it was 30 yards well juju had the like, oh yeah juju had and then gabe yeah. davis had that one yeah. long tutter but other That's than true. that they're with these two teams it was a lot expect, of dink like, and dunk multiple like decent amount of running too but yeah it was weird game but it was still entertaining it was definitely far from a bad game yeah i mean i hope the people here had uh had the bills um I know we we didn't. <laughs> we were we were pretty heavy Chiefs there. In game, we ended up grabbing them and losing a bunch of money. So yeah, that, that kind of sucked. But uh, I, I, you know what? You can't you can't you can't sit here and regret bets because yeah, the spot we got in game was there was yeah, value there. We found them in game at a, at a spot we really like. So that's that's the betting world. You, you go back, you come back the next week, you hit a whale, and you're good. <laughs> in for later. Do you want to touch on the Cincy game right quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincy game was. Since he started good really game. slow, like they, since he tends to start slow, they do. They do love to do that. <laughs> and the Saint, you know what? Why are the Saints? Why is every Saints game like 50, 60 points? That doesn't even make sense to me. They, they, I would have thought they'd be an under team. So would and I. every like, game is like 50, 60 points because they don't have any of their offensive weapons really. Like they're missing. They missed Olave, Landry, and uh, Michael Thomas last week. I, I know but their defense is going to be good, but it hasn't been. So how are they still putting up points is my question. Like, th um, they put up twenty six against the Bengals this week. 
against the Seahawks, they put up 39. Taysom Hill went off. And then they put the up 25 Seahawks. against the, the Vikings the week before that. All games went over. They don't seem like a – like I, I was half tempted to take the under in the the uh, Saints-Cardinals game Thursday, but the Saints have just been in some really high-scoring games, so it's kind of sketching me out. Yeah, they Alvin Kamara has been a lot better of late, too. He's averaging over five yards of carry the last couple of games, so their run game's been clicking. It's just Yeah, they're they're getting him going. Yeah, they don't really have a choice at this point. It's No, he's he's basically good. him and like It's kind of like the Breeze days where he has to put the team on his back on the offensive side. Yeah, uh I mean what else do we got here? Gen- Denver Chargers Monday Nighter. Oh god. <laughs> Another ugly Monday Nighter. I think it's two more times we get Denver on prime time if I'm not mistaken and that is two times too many. Like Oh, it's, it's I was really like I was excited to watch Russ with Denver this year. I think a lot of people were, and it could not have gone worse so far to start this oh, season. Oh, it's, like, it's been brutal. He, he, you know what? His stats in the first half were great, and then he went out and threw for fifteen yards in the second half. And how does that happen? Like I don't know. Like he, had, I think he was ten of ten on completions to start the game. He kind of looked like old Russ. Yeah, it was ten of ten, and then it just vanishes. It's gone. It, and he has those like little moments where he actually makes a play and, and then there was multiple times this game too where it's not like him like overthrowing a ball or being inaccurate it's just him flat out not seeing people like he locks onto somebody and there's somebody else wide open and seems he, like he's having trouble seeing over his o-line but like i i don't know why he's having that problem now at this point in his career they didn't really have that problem in seattle it didn't seem like yeah i don't know it's very very surprising to me but at this point it's kind of seems like it's going to be like there's no way for him to come back from it i guess it just seems like that's the new russ yeah and <clears throat> on the other side um i don't man herbert didn't <laughs> herbert uh i think he's really missing keenan allen i expected like josh palmer had a ton of catches in this game but he doesn't really get as much separation as i thought he was going to like i he had a couple really big games last year a couple big plays but Sertain was locking down Mike Williams. Yeah, of that, they didn't really have a whole lot of guys getting separation down the field. Like Everett had a couple nice plays, but other than that, it was a lot of using Eckler like close to the line of scrimmage. Oh man, Eckler got peppered. I think he had seventeen targets. Yeah, that's wild. That's like wild, man. Or something like and that. which is another reason, like I wasn't happy with Herbert. He was, he was, I feel like he was just settling. At there were times where Eckler was his first read, like you know, maybe second, but it, at least take one look downfield, you know. You can't just go to the running back every play. And Mike Williams had that play along the sideline where it was man didn't challenge it, but it was I, really close to a. And I I think if you get that camera right down to his feet, I think by the book it he technically was in, like just by a piece of turf. I can see how if like they went to review, they would say it's inconclusive. I could see that, not. yeah. But it's it was worth the cha- It was yeah, so worth the challenge. Worth the challenge yeah. So yeah. worth the challenge. It ended up working out that Chargers ended up pulling off. They got off. lucky because of a fucking muff punt. We had the Chargers as well in game. We got lucky because they, yeah, they had a muff punt. They couldn't move the ball in overtime. Not that Denver was. We were probably in line for a tie, which was just a useless sweat when you just tie a game. There was not a single first down in overtime. Not one. Yeah. For either team. <sighs> like, so bad. And both teams had the ball at Twice, I think, at least. Yeah, both teams had it twice. Denver was about to have it a third time. Oh they muffed the punt, and then 
Chargers didn't even get any. They didn't get a first after that either. They just kicked a long field goal. Yeah, it's. That and then that I can't long. not mention that fourth or third and one where Herbert is rolling out has has he, your first read got to be Everett on the corner. <laughs> it couldn't be a better look, you know. He's got the inside leverage. He's running to the sideline, and he doesn't look at him. And then he's got his check down fullback wide open for ten yards, wide open, nobody around him, like a ten. 10 yard just little toss to him and you got the first down you're probably going to win the game because then you're in field goal range and he's like looking across his body to mike williams who's running uh coming across the field the same way but like has to kind of turn it just didn't make any sense how that was his read and he wouldn't get off of it either so that was just i saw that from herbert and i'm not (laughs) betting on him for at least i'm not betting on him (laughs) at least this week because that was just he doesn't look right i don't know if it's his rib and he's I think it's Keenan Allen. He needs Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt that's going to help them, but they 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 were struggling heavily. And if you're only missing Keenan Allen, like it shouldn't be that big of a difference. Another but. thing that seems like it's missing from their offense, like last year they had Jalen Guyton, who seemed to like score like a ton, like not a ton, but he come yeah and pop no, up but he like was a, a really touchdown. good deep threat for them. And you don't see that anymore. Like Herbert's not no. really throwing the ball downfield. No, I, they I don't. Think uh, Guyton's still on their team, if I'm not mistaken. I, Seems weird he's, uh, that he doesn't use. No, he's uh, he's gone. He's hurt. He's like done for the year. I think he tore his uh, ACL. Okay, that makes sense then. But yeah, no, he's they're really missing. He tore his ACL. They need someone to stretch the field. Training camp, which does suck, because yeah, he he was a really good over the top option for him, and Herbert seemed to have pretty good uh, chemistry with him. So, but f- without further ado, let's uh, let's get into our picks this week. All right, you want me to start it off? Yep, you go. All right, sounds good. We'll start it off as per usual with a couple player props. Um, Thursday nighter, got Kyler Murray over 35 and a half rush yards, minus 110 for a unit. And last week, we finally saw Kyler start to use his legs. He had 100 yards rushing on 10 rush attempts. And I think it's going to be part of the game plan this week, to be honest. Like James Connors, likely to miss. Daryl Williams was already ruled out today. You know, Benjamin, the filling back, he's banged up as well. So I think we're going to see a couple more designed runs than we've seen from Kyler um, to start the season. They don't really have a whole lot of choice, to be honest. Like They've got T-Hop back. They've got Rondale Moore. They signed Robbie Anderson. I don't know how much he'll play having just been brought in. But if they want to move the ball, I think they got to start using like one of Kyler's biggest weapons, his legs. And I think this line's much too low. I think he gets to around 50 yards fairly easily. Um, yeah, what is it, 34 and a half? 35 and a half. Yeah, I mean, like you said, 10 rushes last week. He had 100 yards. When they are struggling to move the ball, he kind of will, like, not take it into his own hands, but, like, realizes, you know, he needs to use his legs because, like, the guy is nasty out of the pocket with his legs. Um, And if they want to get a run game going, like, it's going to have to be with him, yeah, because of those injuries you mentioned, so. Yeah, because, you know, he started last week and he – and he can like three like, yards a carry. I think it wasn't great. Like, and if they have some design runs going for Kyler, which they will tomorrow, um, he can hit that. To- like he had a forty-two yard run last week. Yeah, like, like he can he can hit that so easily in two or one or two runs. Yeah, like because he he gets going and when he has open field, like you're not you're not catching him. No, and he's like at, at some point you have to start using him that way again because he had so much. Ex- success doing that in the past i don't know why they've gotten away from it this yeah. year no you can't just have him drop back in the pocket pretty bad like yeah. that's 
why like Kyler doesn't go number one overall if he's a pocket passer at that size. Oh no, he goes number one overall because he he's a special athlete and can throw the ball pretty well. Yeah, he needs to be out of the pocket, man. He can't have he can't be in the pocket behind his whole O line all game. He can't. He literally can't see, like he can't see over them. If you run like a five yard hook on third down, he might not be able to see you. Like he could see you downfield, obviously, but like seriously, it it is a big issue because for those tight like third and twos, if they're running quick plays, if if there's a lot O line right in front of him, like that's that's an issue. It definitely is, yeah. But expect Kyler to use his legs a little bit more on Thursday night. And sticking with Thursday nighter, got a weird play here. We've got Juwan Johnson over 25 and a half receiving yards, minus 110 for a unit. And the Saints desperately need some pass catchers to go for this game. They're missing um, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas. They've got Olave back, but I don't expect him to be as heavily featured to come off the concussion. I think they're going to want to play it safe with their rookie there. And the guy who split snaps with Johnson, Adam Troutman, he's likely to miss with an ankle injury. So, He's going to see 80, 90% of the snaps, I would say, run a lot of routes and expect him to get like three or four catches. And it was what, 34? No, 25 and a half. Oh, 25. Really low. It's typically, I've seen his line before and it hasn't really changed, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense given he's going to see a larger target share. There's not a whole lot of guys for him to battle with for targets. He had six targets last week. That seems like a wicked pick from just listening to what you just said, to be honest. Yeah, like Troutman hasn't been ruled out yet. Even if he's active, I don't think he's – he left the game last week, so I don't think he's going to be on the field a whole lot, especially on a short week. So I expect Johnson to be – Johnson was already like their top like receiving tight end too. So Yeah, and um, the Cardinals' defense, it's pretty soft against the tight end too. I think it's I think it was top 10 in like yards allowed at the tight end position. So it's a pretty good matchup, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So I like that play there. Yeah, that seems that seems like a wicked pick. Thank you very much. And this pick, I don't think you're gonna agree with very much. I don't think you're gonna be calling it a wicked pick. Uh, I've got the Broncos minus one, minus one hundred six for a unit at home versus the Jets. I'm looking at Pat's face right now, and he cannot be more disappointed. It's more of a bet against the Jets than it is on the Broncos. Like yeah. the Jets are undefeated since Zach Wilson have come has returned, but. It's he's been carried by the breakout of Brees Hall. Like Brees Hall has been going nuts the last couple of weeks. He has been. And as much as we like to like shit on the Broncos and their offense, their defense keeps them in legitimately every single yeah. game. <laughs> they're always in. They they're not getting blown. Touchdowns. They're not getting blown out. They don't allow touchdowns. Yeah, they're, na- they're nasty. It's even with know. a couple injuries, they're they just they get the job done and they're at home again and like. I don't see how the Jets are going to be able to move the ball that well against this Denver defense. Brees Hall, he's a great player. He's not going to have as much success as he's had the last couple weeks against Denver. And when you get Zach Wilson having to throw the ball more than 20 times a game, there's going to be turnovers. So I don't expect it to be a super high-scoring matchup, but I think Denver's going to win the turnover battle, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. So I think it should be closer to like minus three, minus three and a half. I just think Wilson's going to get exposed here, having to throw the ball a whole lot more than he has been of late. Russell or uh, Zach? (laughs) (laughs) They both. I didn't think of it that way, but Russ, he hasn't been effective. He hasn't turned the ball over a ton. No, Usually when he does, it's on one of those deep balls, so it's basically a punt. Yeah, it's on one of those balls that he just throws no look uh, (laughs) 400 yards into the air. Might as well be a punt. He wants to get his defense back on the field. I can't blame the guy. 
God, but, that guy makes me yeah. sick. <laughs> That's my last play of the week. New Pat was not going to be a fan of that I'm, one, yeah. but we'll see you next week. Like, I don't even hate the pick. Uh, like, I... <sighs> I've been on the Broncos a few times, and like if if you're bu- you know what I'm I'm I respect it if you're buying low on the Broncos because at some point the Broncos are they might not and I'm selling high on the Jets. I don't yeah, believe this is Jets like a sell yeah sell high buy low pick for sure. Like I get where you're coming from. I definitely don't hate it. I just Russell Wilson, man. I can't put my money on him right now. I don't think I'm gonna watch the game. <laughs> I don't want to watch. You it probably any, shouldn't any more Denver offense. That's so. one you just put your one or two units on and you <laughs> yeah. watch something else. Yeah, you check the score every ten minutes or so, <laughs> see what's going on. But yeah, don't need to tune in. That's for sure. But yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah, hopefully the Broncos figure it out for you. Um, at some point, they are going to put up better numbers on offense. It's not, it's not going to be as good as people thought it was going into the year, but. I mean, it's only up from here for the offense. At some point, they are going to start stringing <laughs> together some touchdowns. That's what they want us to think. So that's uh, that's that's your slate. Yep, three picks, same as usual. All right. Well, uh, that moves on to myself here. I have uh, four picks, and then we'll give out the teaser as well. Uh, the teaser did lose last week, by the way. We didn't say that. Uh, the Bucks and San Fran. It was that was a terrible teaser. <laughs> we went one for three on a fucking teaser pick. That's pretty embarrassing. Garbage. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Thursday night football. I mean, I seem to always have money on these Thursdays, uh, but I like the Cardinals minus two against the Saints. Um, I didn't write a whole lot of notes. This was me going with my gut. Yeah. No Michael Thomas, no Landry, no Marshawn Lattimore. D-Hop should feel I'm hoping no Lattimore. He might play. I think he got ruled out today. Did he? I'll check on that if you want to keep talking, but... Yeah, confirm that. That would be great because if he's confirmed, like it might be. I mean, I, I am personally telling you right now, you know, I'm an honest guy here. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to steer you in the wrong direction. Lattimore is ruled out. Okay. Breaking news. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore has been ruled out. Yeah, the Cardinals haven't upgraded to a three-unit play. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. I'm putting three units on the Cardinals just because of that news right there. Three Lattimore, units and a whale coming later. DeAndre, yeah, three unit play and a four unit play coming here in a bit. So, a lot of units down. Three units on the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, D Hop's coming back. D Hop's going to be healthy. That's going to help their offense. Kyler needs a guy that he has chemistry with, <clears throat> that he's familiar with. That's going to help their offense a lot. And I think this is a spot for them to get back on the right track. I've liked the Cardinals since I saw this line a few days ago. So, I- I'm going to go with my gut. I'm taking it, and. uh I'm looking forward to the game Thursday because I, I do think it's going to be a win. It has to be better than last Thursday. <laughs> like it has to. Be. Oh, there's no. It, it's going to be better than that last Thursday. Next pick is just a complete system play. I am a computer for this pick. This is just me being a computer. <laughs> um, right. The Falcons plus six, oh, man. Here we go. The Falcons plus six. They're six and zero oh against the spread this year. I'm. I'm just. T- I'm taking them. I. It's, and it's I don't even like it's not even like I'm just taking them because they're six and zero. Like I kind of like the spread too. Plus six against the Bengals. It's what the Falcons want us to think though. They're they but they're still not waiting. getting respected. Like they should almost be like a plus three and a half with the way they've been playing. The way they've been playing, yeah. But like I don't understand how Arthur Smith is doing it with this team. Like I mean, their offense pisses me off because I have Kyle Pitts in fantasy, but they do. It's a good it's a good offense to just cover a spread. It's painful you have a good watch. run game. You don't turn it over. The run game is like average probably their run game's good man with Mariota yeah when, when you, you have Mariota, Mariota I just well you're like, definitely adding in Mariota because he's got wheels he does yeah he's, he's a but very good runner of the ball watching like uh 
what's his name? Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier just run for like three yards of carry between the tackles. But they get it done. They, 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 they stay do. ahead of the they chains. Do. But it's like, I don't know. It's a far cry from the Matt Ryan Falcons back when Julio and like. Yeah, it's a lot Freeman, different look team now. And they're DZ. I'm really hoping. It sucks. They did lose Casey Hayward to a shoulder injury. He's on the IR. I'm really hoping AJ Terrell plays because he's, you know, an elite corner. Um, it's it's looking like he might play, but I mean, there's nothing you can do right now. You can just hope that he plays. But yeah, I'm putting Falcons plus six, two units, six and zero oh against the spread. I mean, just getting flashed. These these guys right. aren't getting respected. I still, and I do like this line truly. Like six points against a, a Bengals team that really hasn't looked great this year. Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. The Falcons are allergic to blowouts, so. I think it's going to be. I'm just getting flashbacks to the time Jamar Chase torched Ter- uh, AJ Terrell uh, back in college when LSU won the national championship. I think it was in the finals, and he just absolutely. Was Terrell on Clemson? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, was he? And that was because I remember when Atlanta took him first round. I'm an Atlanta fan. That was the only memory I had of AJ Terrell was him getting <laughs> absolutely getting cooked. blown by in the national hey, championship. Hey, this is a revenge game. game for him. But it ended up being a good pick. He's a good player. So. Oh, yeah. It's been a great pick. He's one of the best corners in the league, and he's, what, second or third year? Uh, next pick is the uh, – well, this is another system play. And I'm going to I'm gonna see if this works because, I mean, I'm taking the G-men. Oh, the man. Giants of New York. Big Brian Dayball guy. I am. Honestly, I am. The guy's a weapon. <laughs> he seems to always have this team set up for success. Coach is a good game, which is hard to find these days in the NFL, apparently, because it's there's very, a lot of bad coaching going on. And I think that's half – I mean, you, I guess you could say there's a lot of defensive coaching going on, but I don't know. You could say that's a bit of the reason why there's been so many unders is, like, the offensive coaching is questionable, and teams are going for it in weird areas. That, like, I'm not an analytic hater, but there are times where, like, you can't just go by analytics. It's something you have to factor in. But it's not you don't just go by analytics. Like you can't just flatline what oh I'm just doing what the analytics say. Yeah. Like Because there's different, you know, there's momentum, there's home crowd, there's there's other factors in a football game that the uh, I don't think the uh I don't know. I think the best coach that um like kind of mixes the analytical approach and like a gut feeling, I guess you could call it, would be Harbaugh with the Ravens, like he you he is pretty aggressive, but yeah, he's got a mix of both. I like Harbaugh. Yeah, and he'll come out after the game and give you an explanation as to like why he yeah. made a decision. No, Harbaugh's like maybe it was the wrong one, but that this yeah. is what I thought, and usually it makes a whole lot of sense, and that's all you can really ask for, I guess. Yeah, Harbaugh's a good example. He uh, he'll do a little bit of both. I mean, he definitely likes the analytics, but there are times like earlier in the year against Cincy when he kicked that field goal, the analytics would have said go for it, but he kicked it. Uh, they ended up winning. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely – I trust Harbaugh. He's, he's a good coach. But, anyways, back to the Giants. They're plus 140. I'm just going to put a unit on them. Um, Where are they playing this week? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> Do you not remember? No, I was just – I was looking at my <laughs> – I meant to say something earlier, and I forgot to say it, which I'm going to say in a sec. The Jaguars. Uh, they're playing the Jags. What I meant to say earlier, by the way, when I was saying I'm honest, yep. is I have the Cardinals as a two or three in a play, but I'll probably have, like, five on it. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's just my, the way I'm betting though. So you do what you want. And then my whale, the problem with all my picks is they're all at two o'clock. Yeah. That's an so issue. it's like a hard to, yeah. So it's like, it's hard not to just put them all on that one whale, but 
I, I spread I, it out a little bit. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta spread it out. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, diversify your portfolio. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, five and one team, Giants versus a two and four Jags team. That I actually thought the Jags were gonna be a lot better when they had. Uh, they kind of fooled me a little bit. They had that hot start where they dummied the Chargers. And uh, they looked really good against somebody else. They beat somebody else twenty-four. Had a good start against uh, Philly in that like rain game. Yeah, and Philly, and then Philly too. Yeah, they dummied Indy, and uh, was it Indy they dummied twenty-four nothing? Yeah, yeah. So they've already played them twice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean the Jags, I think are a a little bit fake. Um, You know they're two and four now. They weren't even able to get it done against a shitty Colts team last week. The Giants just keep finding ways to win games. So at plus one forty. That's that's just another play that you, the value play that you have to take. You got to put a unit on that chance to win one point four units on a one unit play is you know you don't find that a lot. And I think there's a good chance that they win the game. So going there, going with the hot hand. I think they might actually have a wide receiver back now too. They got Wandale Robinson made his debut, or actually not his debut. He used was that his debut? The their second rounder. He was he played in week one and got hurt in the first quarter of the game and was out oh, until okay. this past so basically uh, game. his debut. He played like. I think 26% of the snaps had four catches for like 37 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was yeah. barely on the field, but when he was... I didn't there, realize he only played that much. He barely played. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. Like, he's a small guy, but he's going to get peppered with targets in that offense. Like, they just don't have that many other options. Yeah, he'll be a good fantasy play for whoever gets him. Yeah. You got to bid on <laughs> I don't Wanda even think Robinson. I have a waiver on him, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. I buddy. didn't realize his, uh, his snap count. That's a good thing to look at. I thought he played, like, all the snaps, but... Uh, and then we have a whale. Oh, here we go. We <laughs> have time. a f- max play. Whatever your max play is, I'm not even going to say. I usually say four units. You're going to have but, more than four uh, units. Well, I'm definitely going to have more than four units for sure, unless things go real bad Thursday night. <laughs> um, I'm going to have more than four units for sure. My max play is usually four units, but you know what? Depending on where you are in the season, as a degenerate gambler, sometimes you... You know, you got to hammer something to get out of a hole. <laughs> and this is something that is is just worth a hammer. There could not be a more opposite approach when it comes to gambling than me and you. But it is rare <laughs> you get me to have a multi-unit play. And Pat <laughs> loves. Oh, I'm all about the multi-units. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He's all about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm going Tennessee minus two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Titans are coming off a bye week. They've owned they've owned uh, the Colts the last few years. The Titans are five and one off a bye in their last six. Um, since Tannehill's been in Tennessee, he's had a lot of success against the Colts. I'm a big uh, Mike Rabel guy. Comes from the New England background, you know, knows how to coach a game. <laughs> no bias, no bias, <laughs> no bias. No, I I I, I don't even care about no, that. He's he's a, a, he's a really good coach. Um, they're on a three game heater. We've seen this the last couple of years. They start out. You know, we're not really sure what Tennessee is going to be like. They're they're always that team that's you know it's not they're never a flashy team. They like to run the ball. They play solid D, and now they're on a th- you know all of a sudden we were ripping the Titans after two weeks, and and now all of a sudden you know they're on a three game heater, and and that's just what they do. They get hot. They adapt to their roster. You know, every year they have a new look. They lost AJ Brown. They bring another guy in. He's hurt, but they just they figure it out. Uh, that's a lot to do with the coaching staff and. I'm high on uh, I'm high on Tennessee right now, and I'm and I'm buying or I'm selling high on the Colts, if if that's even a thing right now, because they did have a good performance last week against the Jags. Well, I wouldn't say it was a good performance. The Jags were winning that game the majority 
of the game. And then uh, the Colts ended up winning at the end. Matt Ryan had to basically play perfect to win that game for them. Yeah, you're not going to see that very often. Like Matt Ryan. <laughs> current version of Matt Ryan. <laughs> if Matt Ryan drops back to throw... Uh, if Matt Ryan throws... It was almost 60 pass attempts, was it not? I think it was like 50. I can tell you right now, if Matt Ryan throws 60 pass attempts against the Tennessee Titans, we are going to have a good day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was 42 of 58. That is insane. For 390 yards, three TDs, no picks. I think he had more completions. He somehow didn't get sacked. um, And he had a 108 QBR. So uh, I'll sit here and basically just say... Right into your ear. He's not doing that this week. You could tell There's me no that shot. that was more completions in one game than Justin Fields has had all season. Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably pretty close. Like, it, it might be. Like, Same with Mariota, and they're three and three and covering every spread. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, Tennessee's the whale. Uh, I just love them in this spot. They're really good off a of bye. They, you know, they've had two weeks to not only plan but recover from some beat up. Some guys can recover uh, from some injuries. I love this spot. It's a it's a time time in the year where, you know, you got to start, you know, you got to grab your nuts, give them a shake, and place a fucking big bet. And that's what I'm doing here. I haven't given out a whale on the pod. I don't think have I? I don't think so. No, I, I didn't. I no, I had, gave out a ball. I, I had one dolphins? whale this year. It did win, but it wasn't on the pod. I just tweeted it. Was Dolphins versus Bengals a whale? No, it was just Three two units. two units, and then okay. I ended up off the book having one or some units on the money it wasn't a whale no so whales there one and oh this year gonna gonna look to make her two and oh um shooting your shot i mean you gotta you gotta do it at some point and this is the spot to do it in my opinion so that is that tennessee max unit either do four units on tennessee and uh the same like on the other ones or just put everything on tennessee it's up to you <laughs> Put I'm, all your eggs in one basket. It, either put all your eggs in one basket or <laughs> spread it out. Put all your eggs in one basket and watch ta- I think, uh, Tannehill hum picks for... I think I'll have quite time. a bit of eggs in, in a basket on Sunday. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> I expect nothing less. Um, And then we have our team teaser, which I do really like this week, actually. Um, we three, always like the teaser. <laughs> let's be honest. We always like it. But <laughs> we've had a couple winners. Uh, I like it this week. Dempsey's going with the Cowboys. Minus one and a half. Love it. I'm going with the Dolphins. Minus two and a half over Pittsburgh. Also love it. And Nordeen is going with the Chiefs against San Francisco. He's teasing them up to plus six and a half. The Dolphins are minus two and a half, by the way. Uh, and that parlayed together pays plus 130. So you're getting some uh, you're getting some plus money there for three three things that you would think would happen. Definitely would. I can't see the Cowboys losing at home to uh, no, the Lions. No, not with, getting Dak. Not with the return the Cowboys Dak. might turn into a wagon. Who the Dolphins got this week? I can't remember. The Dolphins at Pittsburgh. Oh, God. We're betting against Joe Namath. <laughs> not again, but yeah. And I'll, I'll do it again. To a likely back? I yeah, he's going to be back. So, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't remember the hit. You know what? He doesn't even remember the hit he said. So let's just <laughs> forget about time. it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Tua, get back on your horse, buddy. And uh, let's play some football. Yep, memory loss is a great sign. It doesn't matter, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't remember it. I don't remember it either. Let's yep. go. Um, I'm gonna give out Norton's picks here. He's got a couple college. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Uh, he's got a couple of very good looking college vets. I don't want to jinx him. So. Fair enough. But uh, here we go. 
Actually, Norton last week, I forgot to say, he was 2-0 and on his NCAA picks and 1-0 on NFL for three, plus three units, kind of carrying the boys last week. So, shout out to Norton, who uh, made the people some money last week. Good picks. He had USC, uh, who lost by one. They covered their spread. And uh, Tennessee, plus eight and a half, which was just a great bet. They ended up winning outright. And then he had the Bengals. Uh, and then for this week, Norden has drum roll, please. Uh, gosh, <laughs> this is a struggle right now. Norden's got his picks locked up in a vault or something. Where the hell did they go? One was UCLA, UCLA wasn't on. Okay, here we go. It was just farther back in the conversation than I thought. Uh, he has. UCLA, oh right, yeah. So he doesn't really have much this week. He's got, he really likes UCLA. He's got two units on UCLA, UCLA plus six or six and a half, whatever it is right now. And uh, that's his best pick of the week. And then he's got his favorite pick of the week, I should say. And then he has the, he's gonna take the Chiefs money line in San Francisco for two units, I believe he said. So UCLA spread and Chiefs. And then he did also put the Chiefs on a teaser there. So a few units on the Chiefs and um, a couple units on UCLA. His, his college picks have been really good. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably be on UCLA with them. And I uh, hope you guys are too. But uh, I think that's all we have here. I mean, I mean, I say this every week, but it's a good-looking slate. Yep, it's a great-looking slate. Let's cash the whale bet. Let's go. Good luck, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening as always.